Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Hey, everybody, welcome back to The Three Questions. I am your host, Andy Richter, and today I'm talking to Wonder Woman. No, not that Wonder Woman, the original real Wonder Woman, Linda Carter. She's an actress, singer, and Miss World pageant title holder. I think I've talked to three Miss Worlds. No, actually, she's the first one. Check out her new single, Rise Up, on streaming platforms now. Linda joined me via Zoom from Maryland. Here is my conversation with the Linda Carter. Can't you tell my love's a Hello, Linda Carter. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. It's great to see you, Andy. Good to see you. And you are you are speaking to me from your home, which is in, in Maryland. Is that correct? Yeah, it's in Potomac, Maryland, which is... It's a th- it really is just a a mile outside of DC. Yeah, you're married. Your your late husband and you have lived there. Is it been since eighty four? Boy, that's right on. Yeah. <laughs> well, I appreciate that's right on eighty yeah. eighty three eighty four. Yeah. Yeah. I've lived in this house. We built this house together, and uh, well, you must like it. I love it here. Yeah, I really love it here. Uh, now and now it's completely my um you know it's my home yeah. i've lived here longer than i've lived any place else yeah so it it really is where i where i had my family and uh they grew up here and they still have places here and yeah. uh, they're you know they're grown and they've got their own lives and uh you try to fit yourself into wherever your children are i guess yeah 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 um, um you know was that was it a hard adjustment? Because you're from Arizona originally, correct? And yeah, I am. I left at seven. I left it when I was seventeen, Arizona, pretty much. But to go to to California, I mean, you were. I you went were, to California. You 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 weren't used to East Coast winters, I would think. No, no, I wasn't. But you know, I was traveling on the road. I was uh, on the road since I was seventeen, traveling back and forth. And I'll tell you this, I certainly wasn't ready for a Chicago winter when I, when I was, (laughs) when I first went to Chicago, I thought I, I thought I, you know, I brought a winter coat and a winter coat in the West and a winter coat in Chicago is a very different thing. I had no idea what a lake effect was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, Chicago is, I'm from there. So it's pretty, it's pretty brutal. And especially like you say, the lake on the lake, you know, the you, you, the the wind gets about a you know a cr- coming across the lake, it gets about a full state heads head head steam. 
you know, head of steam built up before it hits you. It is crazy. I just, ne- I, I, I mean, it was like wearing nothing when you're walking. It just goes right through you. Yeah. No, I wasn't prepared at all for that. Yeah. Uh, I, I wasn't. But as I grew up, I was, you know, in skiing and all that. You, you, you figure it out. And I really like the changes of season growing, growing up in Arizona and then growing up and then working for a long time in, in, um, in LA and being in LA. I, I was, I loved the changes of season. And right now I'm looking at, at the leaves outside and they're, they're changing color, went for a walk and just watching. It's sort of like watching the passage of time. Yeah. And that you feel the passage of time. And when it when you get an Indian summer, <clears throat> when it's very warm outside and, and you know the next day is going to be in the in the 40s. Uh, and then one day you just have a beautiful, you know, you have a beautiful day. Yeah. And uh uh you, and you appreciate it so much. Right. Instead of being in LA where you where you if it rains, they go, oh. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I can't I know. play tennis yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or golf. Yeah, no. People they I, people in LA, I think they get a deserved reputation as weather wimps. <laughs> but it's hot, you know, weather I Weather wimps. When I uh, you know, when I came oh, no, out here it's for raining. <laughs> I know. It's, a, it's- in the fifteenth year of of a drought. Oh no! Yeah. Well, and the thing too is, you know, the 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 ones that kill me are like when it when it's sixty degrees and you see people in down jackets. You know, it's yeah. like no sixty furs. sixty degrees is still shorts weather in in Chicago. You know, that's yeah, it, it, that's still p- very pleasant, but. Now you, like I said, you grew up in Phoenix, Arizona. So were you kind of like, like, did you have kind of was your your upbringing kind of more suburban, or was it kind of that uh, a western definitely, kind of feel? It, yeah, western, definitely western. I grew up in Arizona. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was. I wouldn't. I, I mean, I, I, as a kid, I, I would. My dad would drive me uh, out to the uh, to the uh, horse ranch, which is now Papago. Uh, and it's all built up now, but there was, it was far out then. And, and, um, uh, uh there was, I used to muck stalls just so that I could ride the horses. And, uh, and uh, I was, I was a mucker. Uh-huh. I was uh, mucking the stalls. And, yeah. And that can get pretty gnarly in the summer. I bet. Uh, but, uh, a, but so yeah, you know, I was a, I was a, I, I was a pretty Western girl. Well, what I remember most stunningly and can appreciate now is that uh, our drive-in movies. Okay, so drive-in yeah. movies uh, in the West, drive-in movies were all year round, of course, and uh, you can't do that in the in the winter in mm-hmm. other places, but. In, in the winter, they'd you know the car would be warm, so you, you'd lay down on the on the car, mm-hmm. and it'd be warm. But in but the stars uh, were astonishing because mm-hmm. it was so black out. Yeah, there really wasn't a lot of of light pollution interference yeah. pollution. Yeah, and and, and I, it's what I remember the most is either lying on the top of the 
of the roof of the car in the summer or the uh, or the front of the car in the winter going to drive in movies you know five three dollars for a car yeah twenty five for a whole car full of people with those speakers you put in the car I remember that just lying and just seeing all those stars it's hard to even go any place where you can see all that now yeah 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 you have to get out in the country yeah yeah, that was great. That was a really great memory. Yeah, of growing up in Arizona. And well, you uh, you got involved. Uh, I mean, you're one of three kids, and you got involved mm-hmm. very early on in doing show business and singing and performing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and was that something that you know was did everybody in your family did your did your siblings do that? Did your parents were they? No, Were they, they performers? weren't at all. My mom, my mom always had a great voice, and she was the one that really encouraged me. Like every in every household, you've got you do your shows for your family. You know, mm-hmm. you do the you, you and and they sit there very patiently uh, and watch you do your shows. Yeah. So my we my sister and I in particular did that, um, but uh, I started performing in you know grade school and I mean I was performing solos and things on TV when I was five I think yeah I my mom thought that I my mother was my great believer she really thought that I could do I could do it and yeah. she really wanted me to do it she was my biggest supporter I always knew I had her support yeah uh, did she was she I, ever uh, did she ever have your classic stage mom kind of tiger mom uh, qualities? No, not really. She didn't know anything about it. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, we were struggling a little bit when I was growing up. We were struggling. She was a single. I mean, my father, they got divorced when I was 10. So I figured um, <laughs> no one was going to help me. Really, yeah. Uh, everyone was kind of in their own thing, and I had to figure it out for myself, pretty much. So mm-hmm. I joined a band, and I what I did. My mom was always there encouraging me, but she yeah. wasn't in the middle of things. Yeah. Um, my husband, when I went on the road uh, at seventeen, my or was with these bands and things. My husband asked my mother once. Um, how could you let her go out on the road? Now you think of a 17-year-old child. Yeah. And you think, I mean, you, you can barely, you barely want to let them, you barely want to let them loose at college. Yeah. You know, you're terrified uh-huh. of the, of the you know, because you, you don't have control over them anymore. Yeah. So, and so my husband asked, my husband asked my mother, uh, how, how could you let her do that? And she said, have you ever tried to stop Lyndon from doing anything she wanted to do? And he said, well, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, well, well, I also think that parents in those days, too, they didn't have the knowledge of, like, you know, what the world was like uh, that we do now. You know, like the 60s hadn't happened, you know, that, you know, they were I mean, they were starting to happen, but there hadn't been you know, rock and roll for, for people to hear stories about, you know, the full depravity of life on the road, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was really lucky in that the 
the people that I was on the road with, they had kids with them and they had a family with them and they were married and they oh, had, good. Yeah. they, they took, uh, their spouses with them and their kids with them and stuff like that. I didn't, it wasn't in any way. I was just not that kind of a girl. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I, I, I am. You know, I, did, I was. I didn't uh, mean to impugn. Otherwise, you know, I. No, uh, I, I, I was all about making my way. Yeah, I was really kind of determined. And yeah. when about three years in, I woke up in the. I woke up on the road. We were going from a, a nice uh, place that we were. Um, performing in, and I think we were on our way to the Catskills. <laughs> yeah, we were on our way to the Catskills, and our we had to you know, make stops along the way. So we're at Holiday Inn, playing in a lounge somewhere. <laughs> and I thought, oh my god, this is going to be. This can't be my life. I can't do this. I'm going to be. I'm going to. I was. I don't know. In my early twenties. I said, oh. This this is bad. This yeah. the, you know from one town one town to another. This can't go on. Yeah. So it's I not gave my notice. No, I gave my notice, and I, he, they all said, "Well, what are you going to do?" And I said, "I don't know, but I, this isn't it." Yeah, yeah. And I and I'd saved money, and I moved to California. Yeah. To you know, I, and now I think about how brave it was to just give it up mm-hmm. and go home. And, you know, I had one Miss USA. Um, I had um, been on oh, the you, road. Were you still touring after you had won uh, Miss USA? Yeah. Okay. Oh, no, maybe I quit before that. I yeah. think you're right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was. You, you have it. You have it. Yeah, I got it written down. Well, when, I mean, because I was thinking when you, one Miss USA, they they must have take like that must be a full year of of duties, you know. Well, of, yeah, kind of. Yeah, but yeah, I was, on and off. I recorded an I recorded a a couple of songs for Epic Records. Yeah, and uh, was writing and doing some of that. That's and I moved to L.A. Yeah, yeah. When I quit, I got the. I, that's exactly right. I quit the road and I went to Arizona and I won Miss USA and. That's was, exactly right. Was, Thank was you for pa- setting sure. That's all right. That's all right. Was pageant <laughs> stuff? Had you done pageant stuff throughout your life? Never. You just never, got up the road never, and you're like, never. "Yeah, here's another. Here's another opportunity in front of me." Well, so. I went into an. I went into an, a, a, a model agency because I, I thought maybe I could get some work in Arizona just to do some local model modeling or something. And she said, "Well, I got something for you." Why don't you go out for Miss Arizona? And I, uh, it's part of the Miss World pageant. And so I said, I went home, talked to my mom and my sister. And they said, sure, you should try it. And then I won Miss Arizona and Miss Phoenix, Miss Arizona, and then Miss World USA in about three weeks. Yeah. And uh, it was weird as, weird as you know what. I imagine. I mean, it's so 
strange to be a person that is on their own, making their own money on the road, making your own decisions, then all of a sudden to have a pageant director telling you how you're supposed to, you have, that you have to have a chaperone and you're wearing a sash and a bathing suit and you're walking going, what is this? Yeah. A, ba- a bathing suit and a bathing suit and high heels, you know, the, the standard and high heels and a wear. crown and a banner yeah. and prancing around. Excuse me. It, it, it was very strange. It, yeah. it felt, it felt, it felt like meat, meat packing district or something. I mean, it really did. It, it's very uncomfortable yeah. to yeah. be in those pageants. It really is very strange. Yeah. It particularly, it particularly in the seventies, you have to understand that this is all about. On one side, you've got a loud bullhorn about feminism and about burning the bra and about there's a surge of feminine power and all of that right at this time, and then you've got kind of an old timey pageant. Yeah. Uh, it, which was sort of out of step with with what was going on in the country. Certainly, to be yeah. honest with you, I mean, and they become they become a trope. They become like a sexist trope, like the notion right. of a woman in a bathing suit walking around on a stage, and you know, and then and then the notion that it's for scholarship. I mean, I just feel like who's ever bought that? Who's ever said right. like that this that this like you said this this meat packing, you know, sort of display. This is not about scholarship, you know. Although you did use it, as James Brown said, she's she's got to use what she's got what she's got to get what she wants. And you used it in a transactional way to your bet, you know, for your betterment. I did. I did. I I think that what I experienced was this. At the same time when I moved to LA People would see you. Oh, it's they'd be curious. Oh, it's Miss. Yeah, we'll take a meeting with the current Miss World USA. Yeah, but it'd get you into the door, but they wouldn't necessarily be taking you seriously, right? And there weren't a lot of parts back in those days. Mm -hmm. There were, um, it, 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 it was a barren. Wasteland in yeah. the uh, in the in the seventies. They did not think that women could uh, hold a an audience. Yeah, they thought that women would be turned off by pretty women in in, in television. Yeah, and playing probably assertive, powerful roles. Yeah, well, they didn't write them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They, there were no assertive, <laughs> powerful roles. The yeah. only person that had that I can think of that had an assertive, powerful role was Angie Dickinson, a yeah. policewoman, yeah. and she had to have a sidekick yeah. with her, yeah, as you know, to balance it out. So, so they did not have. It, their view, one of the things that they said to me when I was cast was, you better get ready because women are going to hate you. 
And I said, what? They said, women are going to hate you. And I said, well, I bought Wonder Woman comics and I loved her. Mm-hmm. And uh, how can you hate her? And I would, after they said that, I was determined that people were going to love her, want to be her, or be her best friend. Yeah. Well, be like her or be their best friend. And, and then that is because she is not a man. Yeah. She wasn't a superhero. She wasn't a punching and getting even and revenge and all that stuff. She, yeah. she was, a, she was fully a woman and with all of the qualities of a woman. Yeah. And, uh, the kindness and the sweetness and the goodness and the and the uh, uh, intellect and mm-hmm. the uh, and all of what of what women are, but she couldn't be taken advantage of. Yeah, she couldn't. She could protect herself and she could protect others. It's kind of a, um, but she couldn't be taken advantage of. And there's that. St- there's that, there's that goddess piece. Yeah. There's that piece that we like to think of as our women and as um, our the strength of our the strength of the women, you know, in our lives. You don't want to endow a superhero with all these male attributes and think that women are going to like it. Yeah. That there's a you know, but the fact that she can throw a punch and, you know, and stop bad people is yeah. great. Yeah, yeah. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a Realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise, access to proprietary data, and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it. That's the kind of help we can provide. Because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Can't you tell my love's a crow? Yeah, she, well, she's a superhero. She has, that's like, you know, that's got to be, but, that's got to be not part gonna, of it. But she's not going, she's not trying to, she's not trying to instigate. She's not kicking down a door and roughing up bad guys to get information. Right. You know, yeah. she'll tie him up with her, with her lasso. 
instead. Yeah, yeah. You know? all, all she needs to do is just lasso a tooth. Oh my God, could you imagine in Washington, D.C., how that would work? Oh, that they would, would be so they would, great. They would bury that lasso at the center of the earth just to get rid of it. In the center of the earth. <laughs> you know, well, I wanted to say because. Uh, you know, I was I was a kid when Wonder Woman came out and I and I and I watched it as a kid, but I didn't really have a recollection of it very much. I, I mean, I remembered it and I remembered it being part of a block of, you know, the Hulk and because uh, wasn't the Hulk part. And then there was a short lived Captain America. There were some superhero stuff that they were trying to throw out there. And but I started to because the. Me TV, you know, the like the the oldies channel uh, of TV stuff. I love it. I mean, it's very nostalgic for me. I love to watch the old TV shows and just see like, like one of the oh, things. Oh, I like, know they're funny, aren't they? Oh, they're just so because there was only three networks, so there's so many things where you just feel like, uh, just in comparison, it was such a seller's market that I so see so many shows where there's. You know, they obviously just were like, ah, throw a camera up here. Say the lines. Come on, let's move on. We got to be, you know, we got to be back in Burbank by six. And uh, I, but one thing that struck me about watching the show with you, aside from things like when you would parachute into uh, some evil, somebody's evil fortress island, and you were wearing a, you were wearing a pantsuit and high heels. When you parachuted in, which I just thought was hilarious. I don't but, remember that. Uh, it was, yeah, you and you and Lyle Wagner, and he and he was wearing dress shoes too. I think he had jeans or maybe khaki pants, but you both were like, oh, how funny. And, you know, you both looked like you had just come back from lunch in Beverly Hills and decided to parachute in. But what I was struck by in watching those old episodes is just what a winning presence you were and just how charming you were and how... You know, and so when I read that line that, you know, that uh, a producer told you women are going to hate you and you said, no, they won't because I'm not going to play it that way. You knocked it out of the park by that definition because it you just it's it really is something to see. You know, they kick around the word in show business likability and sometimes you just get sick of hearing it, you know, but it's true. It is really nice to watch someone that you just like and you really carried what could be a very silly show just with your own kind of charisma and talent and presence? Um, That's so kind. Well, I appreciate I, that. Sure. Thank I, you. I mean, it was really fun. And I imagine, I mean, it was only three seasons, which I, I feel like uh, in my estimate, I feel like it would have been at least seven or eight in terms of just my memory of it and the presence of it. Yeah. Well, it was two networks and it was about 60 episodes. Yeah. So it was, you forget that they were 24 episodes in a, right. as opposed to eight or 13 now. Or whatever. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. So we did a lot of shows. Yeah. Still. When it, when it ended, was it bittersweet or were I you was, kind of- I was, I was surprised when they canceled it. Yeah. Because we was it still really, doing? Was it still doing well? Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What What reason did they give? I think it was expensive. I think it was a, a mistake. I think that uh, the guy in charge, from what I heard, 
he was uh, kind of insecure. And someone says, oh, yeah, that's just a superhero, a bunch of superhero things. It's not real television or something like that. And he felt insecure and he just canceled it. Oh, wow. um, With uh, Aquaman. And I think he kept the Hulk. But that's that's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah. But I was, I was shocked. And the other thing is that uh, I'll tell you that is, you think that you're going to go on to have more series, another series, do another, you know, which I, 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 I did a couple of pilots and I had another series later down the road, but, and a lot of television movies and things like that, but it's really hard to get a successful series on the air. No, I, 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 I just had no clue. Yeah. And I don't think anyone that has a a first time hit series has any idea yeah. what a shockingly rare thing that is oh absolutely that you're plucked an actor is plucked out and he has a successful film or has a, a blockbuster film and becomes famous or a blockbuster uh, uh television show a successful television show uh that runs for a while it's you it, it takes a lot of things to work out and you have to be right for the part and you have mm-hmm. to, it, it just and all those things work for me to become Wonder Woman. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, I've had, you know, plenty of, plenty of, uh, times up to bat and feel like, you know, like I gave some good swings, but you know, it's just, there's so, and the thing, the thing that I ended up coming away with, cause I was, I, you know, I, I had three primetime shows that I was the number one on the call sheet for. And the thing that I came away with that was just absolutely amazing to me. And I felt at that point too, I was well informed about kind of the way things worked, but just that what a low priority in terms of a show survival, how little it mattered, whether or not it was a, of good quality, like the fact about whether it's a good show or not, that's yeah. like maybe six or seven on the list in terms of like, what's important and the things above it are things like well the guy that that bought this show got fired so the new guy is coming along so he's gonna you know like an like an ape kill all the offspring of the previous alpha male uh just because because if this thing that exists from some through somebody else's choosing is a success that doesn't reflect on this guy that means you're just you're just you know basically the stepfather that's raising this child and yes it's it's just it's really can just you can really feel chewed up and spit out uh yep after a while of doing it i agree with you it is it feels arbitrary yeah the other thing is people get they get they get they have no actors directors produce or actors in particular but if you uh, get on the wrong side or you're acting because you think that you carry a show or anything that, you know, you got to be really careful about uh, how you act, how you, um, you know, what you demand, what you, it, it, 
just arbitrarily they could say they don't like something and you're gone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it, as you said, and you may not have anything to do with it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's odd. Yeah. Well, did now because I was th- and I was thinking this earlier, but I didn't get a chance to ask it. Do you have a preference between music and acting? I was always, I think, disappointed mm-hmm. that my music that my music didn't it, it didn't take off. Uh, I tried, and I'm still trying. I'm still doing yeah. it. So, so, and I. I forgot about that for a long while. Uh, I mean, I didn't forget about it, but I mean, I forgot about trying to be uh, known for it instead, just enjoying it. Yeah. Now I just, now I just enjoy it. And if I can get people into a theater or buying my music or listening to it or trying it just based off of wanting to see what I'm up to, or whatever, like many actors, uh, maybe they're, uh, they can also be painters or be, uh, 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 sculptors or be musicians or writers, yeah, or writers, novelists. And there's a, maybe an ADD-ness of us where we have these bouts of, uh, of creativity where, It's this, it's this intangible thing where you are picking things out of the air that satisfy you that, uh, uh, that are moments of, moments of clarity about approaching a, a, a role or a song or a, an emotion uh, or a frustration. Mm-hmm. So that to me is it, 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 and having an outlet for it, mm-hmm. uh, having an, enough discipline that you can put it into a part, you can put it into a, the discovery of all these nooks and crannies and crags and things in your personality and, yeah. and all of the things that you've experienced from, uh, if, if you dig deep enough um, uh, of your personality, of your experience, even your loneliness or your tragedy or the depths of you and the joys of you and the goodness of you. And you can put them into uh, lyric and song and uh, uh, the secrets of your approach to a, uh, um, to a part in the secret narrative that you that you put into a character. Yeah. It always has a, a, a character always has a, another secret life going. Yeah. That, that they have that is not spoken of mm-hmm. it, maybe in the movie or whatever. I gotcha. And you kind of yeah. brought that into your, into your actual day to day life where you were, you know, you were do- doing one thing, but you were so many other things. Right. Yeah. Yeah, day to day life, but also into your work is yeah. that if you, it's just experience. It's like it's always phenomenal when you when you see a young intellectual, a young artist, a young voice, a young 
any, any person that is able to do something at a young age and you just look at them, how are you able to do that without, <laughs> with, without now, the wisdom that I, ages have? Yeah. 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 That, that you work so hard at to get to, and they just, you know, they yeah. just spit it right out and you go, Oh my God. You know, and it, or they have great facility or intellect that they just get things. Yeah, they get it right away, and um, and we all have these moments of genius. So, yeah. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Indulge yourself with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the gang on How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons are now streaming on Hulu. Then you can move to Modern Family, Schitt's Creek, and My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Now we're talking. A lot can happen between falling in love with a house online and owning it. Between imagining living there and breathing in your new home for the first time. Having an advocate who can help you navigate the complex world of financing, inspections, negotiating, analyzing the market, and talking through any anxieties that may pop up, that can make all the difference. That's what the expertise of a Realtor can do for you. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors and bound by a code of ethics. Because that's who we are. Can't you tell my love's a grow? I'm curious about are all the different things that you do, all the different sort of creative outlets that you have. Is there no preference for anyone or, or is it a holistic question? Yeah. Or is it a, or is it a holistic thing where, you know, the way you feel about singing wouldn't be the same if you didn't have acting, you know what I mean? Is it, is there a holistic idea of it that where you don't pick preferences? Well, it is also the, uh, opportunity yeah so if i'm offered a part then you go into that part and uh you're not chasing it down so much yeah uh and 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 when i went back on the road again creating the interest in what you have to say is you know well can i fill the can i fill the seats yeah, do they yeah. want to see yeah, you? Know, yeah. you, you say, okay, I'm going to go out and do my album. Well, who's going to come to see you? Yeah, <laughs> you, know, you, you got to figure that out. Yeah, of Who, course. You know, and, and you've got to you you have to you have to be able to to say, oh, I didn't know she sang. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And so you need some you need some uh, infrastructure there to remind people into uh and, and that but with a with a movie you've got so many other uh, uh, uh people and structure and everything around you when you're on a stage is you yeah 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 it's just you you and your voice and some great musicians but yeah so i do i do love the immediacy of performance on stage i think i'm less comfortable in the recording studio uh i'm more comfortable the most comfortable on a stage yeah Yeah. i've been doing that and performing on a stage the longest i think of from the time i was so young yeah it's the most direct delivery of any art it's a blast yeah standing right in front of somebody you don't have those network people you don't have those producers you know 
you don't have a, a record producer. And you can producer. say and do whatever you want. That's right. That's right. And you can have so much fun. <laughs> and so much fun on the yeah. stage. I do, and it. Yeah. It. Um. I'm very. I'm a very good um, entertainer. I'm very focused. Um. With my banter and. Uh, um. Since I don't have a lot of hit records, I do. I don't have any. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you got a new one. You got a new one coming out, so you got a chance here. You know, there's still time. Yeah, I do. Oh, it's yeah, great. Yeah. Too. I mean, I really love. It's really an an anthem, uh, and it's geared toward uh, uh, action. I think when I wrote it, it was. It's about the uh, deterioration of our democracy. Yeah. And, it's about what uh, a shit what a shitty time we live in and how it's how we need to do something about it. How we need the generations that are behind us to get up, get going, rise up. Mhm. It's up to them to save to save this country. It, yeah. it, it you know it's a crazy, crazy thing. Yeah, what we're going through. Well, the the song is called "Rise Up," and it's uh, I, I understand it's kind of it's the first time in a while that you have a a, a new song out, and you wrote the song. And not only yeah. is it inspirational, it's you know, it's like a real kind of kick ass country song. You know, it's it sounds yeah, yeah, it's like very upbeat and 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 you know, it's a it it. It does. It does what it's what the title says. It does make you kind of you know. It's a very upbeat song, and uh, rise, rise up. That's it. That's the one. Um, well, now you. I mean, you're you've been you've always been pretty outspoken and pretty. I mean, before it became <laughs> a became a dirty word, liberal. You know, you've always kind of been. I'm a liberal i know i see i'm from the you know when i was ha even being aware of having a political identity or sensibility it was liberal and conservative and now liberal is you know like liberal like you know okay granddad well, I, don't, but it's like, I don't it just liberal means liberal me liberated yeah well and hey, also too I'm it just liberated means, baby yeah, it also means you know giving and sharing and you know Yes, it does. And do you want a liberal serving or do you want a stingy ser serving? <laughs> you know, I want yeah. to hey, be liberal about it. You right. don't, don't 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 fudge on that. Give yeah. me, come on, be liberal with your, you know. And so it's all a positive thing. Yeah. Hey, but I, I I I didn't make being liberal being a dirty word. Yeah. The, uh, uh, and and conservative isn't a dirty word either. It's being ridiculous yeah <laughs> it's being it's being maga that's you know uh, to say i'm ultra maga that means i hate everybody right uh, uh, or, make or, america <laughs> gag again also it means to like i live a rich fantasy life <laughs> you know it's like it's like i don't care what the reality of things are you know i decide who wins elections uh, you know it just it's Either. Well, when somebody says, I just think this whole thing about, uh, I think they ought to get rid of this whole thing about uh, that, because God comes first, government later. 
I said, oh, what about the separate? You just don't like the Constitution. Yeah, yeah. You know, excuse me, Mr. Speaker. You just don't like the Constitution. Yeah. You know, I, I, it's it's like, where do these people come from? Where you just don't like the Constitution? Yeah. Well, then leave. Has it, since being this outspoken, has it, has it hampered you in, in ways, do you think? You know, or is no, it just people no, no, have no. just I been? Just try, I, I, I am, I am, I don't want to be bullied. Yeah. You know, if, if, if anything, Wonder Woman is, is an anti-bullying, you know, what? get it together. Yeah. What do you, uh, what, what do you think the main lesson that you've learned throughout your life? The silence, it really is complicity. Mm-hmm. And, uh. If you see something, say something, whether it is someone that is talking about, um, you know, in a dangerous way, like this Maine shooter, but Maine didn't have, they had yellow flag laws, not red flag laws. Mm -hmm. So this Maine shooter uh, that killed 18 people, uh, was a firearm specialist, and he was all these other things. Now I don't know the uh, you know I don't I I can't be inside the minds of their legislatures, but um, you know people were con- really really concerned, and no one were, was able to do anything. Yeah, and uh, um, until we force through our voices uh people to uh make these changes and and it's up to us we we really have to put the pressure uh, on and they need to lose elections they need to be they need to be stripped of their power uh and to be held accountable for uh and that's by losing their jobs uh, for um, their miscalculations. Uh, if we personally miscalculate in one of our jobs or don't show up or don't, you know, it, 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 you, you'd be fired yeah. on an individual basis. You'd yeah. just be fired. Yeah. You don't show up for your job. Uh, you don't, or you, or you don't do it. You show up, but you just you don't, don't do, do it. it. Or, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't just do it. Just make a lot like of noise, but don't con- do it. And, yeah, so Congress is making a lot of noise. The Republicans are making a lot of They don't do anything. They haven't done anything. Yeah. So they should all, and anyone, I think, anyone, any one of those people that voted not to secure an election yeah. or defended the insurrection should be ineligible yeah. to run for office. Yeah, well, you know. It's, I agree. I, mean, I agree with you, but I, you know, it's not going to happen because they're they're, you know, well, it there are will, too many of them will, right now. If, yeah, eventually, eventually, it will one if would you hope. get out and vote. Yes, it will if you hold them accountable. Yes, and make it hurt. Yeah, that's their in- ineligibility is losing elections. Yeah, yeah, losing elections, and I think that um, uh, being vocal uh, in terms of. Uh, h- helping uh, to elect other people 
Uh, it's the only way that we have it. it may seem like, oh, what's the point? Well, people were saying for a long time, people were saying, uh, what, oh, my, vote, my vote doesn't really count. You know, what's the point of voting? It doesn't really count. Well, now they're really seeing that, okay, they only lost by 300 votes. Oh, so-and-so only lost yeah. by this, by yeah. that, you know. So I think people are realizing that their vote counts. Yeah. And uh, I just think civil community engagement, and if you can't, you know, community engagement is really important to be, you know, to stand up for what you believe in and to make your voices heard and to... And it makes you feel connected and you don't have to be, it, 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 it doesn't have to be angry. It certainly can be, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be. Right, right. It just has to be, it just has to be determined. Yeah. Determined to do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Instead of letting all these loud people use propaganda. Yeah. I don't know. I'm frustrated. I, I, I hear it and I'm with you. I know it's very, it's a very scary time. Uh, it does seem you like know, we're I'd love on to just say love, 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 but it is. Yeah. I mean, and I, I really feel sorry. I felt sorry for a lot of these people who said, I didn't know what I was doing. And I, you know, eventually they'll come up and they'll say, you know, these ex-cultists and things, they say, I didn't realize that what a bad situation. You know, if you're only getting one point of view. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I wish I could fix it. <laughs> I can't. Well, I mean, you're you're doing your part. You've, your new song, Rise Up, check it out. And uh, Linda Carter, I appreciate so much you and and you taking the time uh, to grace this podcast with your presence. And uh, you're and, great. Uh, oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, you know, I try a little bit, a little bit. You try, uh, <laughs> you try very, very well. <laughs> Why, well, thank you. Thank you and, so much. And thank all of you out there for listening. And I'll be back next week with uh, more of the three questions. The Three Questions with Andy Richter is a Team Coco production. It is produced by Sean Doherty and engineered by Rich Garcia. Additional engineering support by Eduardo Perez and Joanna Samuel. Executive produced by Nick Liao, Adam Sachs, and Jeff Ross. Talent booking by Paula Davis, Gina Batista, with assistance from Maddie Ogden. Research by Alyssa Grawl. Don't forget to rate and review and subscribe to The Three Questions with Andy Richter wherever you get your podcasts. And do you have a favorite question you always like to ask people? Let us know in the review section. Can't you tell my love's a-growing? Can't you feel it ain't it showing? Oh, you must be a-knowing. I've got a big, big love. This has been a Team Coco production. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland. And discover a place that just feels lighter. Where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group. Where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season. Where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door. Where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland. Somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. 
Is this house a good price compared to others in the area? Are prices going up or down? If I don't make an offer right this very moment, will I miss my chance? These are just some of the questions a home buyer might ask. And these are the sorts of questions an agent who is a Realtor can help answer. Because Realtors have the expertise, data, and access to specialty training to help you navigate the process of buying a home. They provide support, guidance, and have your back every step of the way. That's what Realtors do, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.